It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This episode is sponsored by Century 21's Broadhurst real estate agent, Jacinda Wright of Murder Beach, South Carolina. Do you need passionate, personal service? Dedicated to providing you with the best possible experience for all of your real estate needs, buy, sell, invest with Jacinda Wright. For more information, you can call her at 843-504-6949. Again, 843-504-6949. Or you may also visit www.jacindawright.realtor. Again, that's www.jacindawright, and that's spelled J-A-C-I-N-D-A-W-R-I-G-H-T dot realtor. Again, for all your real estate needs, hit my girl up. Party girls, don't get hurt, can't feel anything. When will I learn? I push it down, push it down. I'm the one for a good time, girl, phone's blowing up, ringing my doorbell, I feel the love, feel the love, one, two, three, 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 dress, don't Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the talk with Micah and friends. And yes, it is me, Micah. (laughs) I'm so glad to have you all back with me for yet another episode, episode 41 to be exact. And we're just one episode shy of our season two finale. Season one, we had 21 episodes. Season two, we had 21 episodes. Oh, we will have 21 episodes. And of course, season three is well underway. Now remember, you have various ways to follow the show as well as listen to our previous episodes. Number one, you have hipcast.com. Again, that's hipcast.com. You're going to search within the podcast directory link at the top. You're going to search the talk W forward slash Micah and friends. And there you're going to have to your availability our previous episodes. Okay, that's hipcast.com. Then you also have iTunes, okay? For those of you who have an iPhone device, you can simply click on the Purple Podcast app on your device, and that's if you have an iPhone 4, 4S, 5, 5C, 5S, iPhone 6, or iPhone 6 Plus. You'll click on the Purple Podcast app on your iPhone. At the bottom right, click Search. In the search engine, put in the talk, W forward slash Micah and Friends, and there you can subscribe for free and listen to all of my episodes, okay? And last but certainly not least, there's a site that makes it happen each and every episode, blogtalkradio.com, okay? So you'll simply go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the talk with Micah, go follow us on there, and enjoy all previously produced episodes. Now, also, for those of you listening who are on Facebook, and I know a lot of you are, please go and like our Facebook page, and it's simply The Talk with Micah and Friends, okay? I greatly appreciate it. We need to get our likes up. (laughs) Now, as you know, tonight's episode is entitled Candid Conversations with our special co-host, Dario Cole. Now, I want you to be sure to stick around to take a deep dive in such a candid and explosive conversation with four young men of the LGBTQ community. But before we get underway, let's hear a word from our sponsors. 
presents Miss Northeast Royale and Miss Northeast Royale Plus to be held Saturday, June 20th, 2015 at the Plays and Player Theater in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hosted by the iconic host of Washington, D.C., Miss Racine Pendavis. With special guests, Miss Nations Plus, Alvion Davenport, Miss Nations, Monica Farah, Miss Heart of Delaware, and Philadelphia legend, Latina Montgomery. The categories include Presentation, Do Your Own Thing, Sportswear, production talent, and evening gown. Over $1,000 in cash and in prizes will be awarded on that evening. For more information, you can contact Mr. Landis Osborne via email at mrlandis at AOL.com. Again, that's Miss Northeast Royale and Miss Northeast Royale Plus. Mr. and Miss Diamond of the South Newcomer and Miss Diamond of the South Plus will be held Saturday, June 6, 2015 in New Orleans, Louisiana at Club Live. Honoring Amaje Dickerson, Mr. Diamond of the South Newcomer, and Coffee, Miss Diamond of the South Plus. The theme is Bucking with the Diamonds. The newcomer categories are Presentation, White, No A.B. Stones, Talent, Sportswear, Formalwear, or Evening Gown. For the Plus categories, Presentation, White, No A.B. Stones, Talent, Sportswear, or Swimwear, Evening Gown, and Top 5 Question and Answer. Registrations at 11 a.m. Pageant will start promptly at Club Live at 7 p.m. sharp. Also appearing in the building will be Mr. and Miss Diamond of the South, Tariko Ross, and Kyla Nicole Santi. Again, that is Mr. and Miss Diamond of the South Newcomer and Miss Diamond of the South Plus. Be there or be square. Miss Gay Georgia USA 2015 Farrah Fendi France has an awesome raffle to help her on her way to become the next Miss Gay US of A 2015, of which she'll be competing for in just a few weeks in Dallas, Texas. So I'm going to give you just a few tidbits on how the raffle works, where you can go to purchase your tickets, and just a little bit about her, okay? Now, Farrah is an award-winning choreographer based in Atlanta, Georgia. With an extensive education in dance performance and musical theater, she currently works in Atlanta, Georgia as a full-time dance instructor. Now, as a choreographer, Farrah has produced winning talents for every national pageant system out there in the United States, including, but not limited to, Miss Gay US of A, EOY, and Miss Gay America, okay? So she has platinum tickets available, silver tickets, and bronze tickets, okay, of which you can go to www.georgiausa.com forward slash Fendi, okay? So that's www.georgiausa.com forward slash Fendi. That's F-E-N-D-I. Okay, so let me tell you what the platinum tickets include. Platinum tickets are $50. The grand prize is a choreographed production valued at $1,500. That includes herself as a choreographer, one-on-one training, group rehearsals, and studio space. The winner is responsible for hiring the dancers, of which she can provide, costumes, and any out-of-state travel. Okay, so that's the platinum tickets. Then you have the silver tickets. They're only $25. 
There will be five silver ticket winners. The prize is an hour of private dance instruction. It can be used for ballroom, fitness training, talent development, or any other genre of dance. Lessons will take place in Atlanta, Georgia. So if you're an out-of-state winner and you're eligible, you know, you are still eligible, but you have to be responsible for your own travel to Atlanta, Georgia. And then we have the bronze tickets, which are $10. There will be 10 bronze winners, okay? Prizes include a Team Fendi t-shirt, Fendi gourmet treats for queens, and autographed Team Fendi posters, okay? Winners will be announced on Friday, May 15th. So be there, be square, listen out, okay? So again, Fair Fendi France will be competing for Miss Gay US of A 2015 in Dallas, Texas. Her raffle can be found on GeorgiaUSA.com forward slash Fendi. You can get your platinum tickets, your silver tickets, or your bronze tickets, okay? So go ahead and support her. Good luck, Farrah. Hey, yo, what's up? This is Kendall Brinkley-Brown, and here's a preview of my debut single, Why. Available now on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon. You got me saying why, why, maybe it's just in my mind. Download the hit single Y. Available today on iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. For more information, please visit www.kindlemix.com. Again, that's www.kendollmix.com. Words never spoken is more than a book. It's a movement. It's for the man that's trapped in the closet. The man that's teaching himself how to lie how to sneak, how to cheat, how to get over, and how to pass. It's for the little boy that wants to tell his mommy and daddy that he likes boys. It's for the man that will marry a girl knowing he's gay. It's for the man that will almost end his life because he's afraid the truth just may come out. It's my attempt to heal the frustrations that come with being gay, black and gay in particular. It offers permission to just be without apology. What's up, people? This is Craig Stewart. I am the author of Words Never Spoken, a memoir. It's available on Amazon.com, or you can download it to any e-reader. You can even visit my website at www.craigthewriterstewart.com. Well, all right. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone. I hope that you, um, you know, took heed to the announcements that were in the announcement section. Remember, you can go to hipcast.com, Blog Talk Radio, or iTunes to follow us. And I just want to give this other plug before I start the show. To promote your business, your brand, or your event, please email us at thetalkwithmica at gmail.com. It's simply how it's, you know, how it's pronounced or said, thetalkwithmica at gmail.com, okay? So if you want to promote your business, your brand, or your event, please do not hesitate to email us, and I'll give you all the pertinent information so, therefore, your event, your business, or your brand can be promoted on the next show. Um, so, again, welcome back, everyone. If you've just joined us, you've actually joined us at the best possible time. Um, just before the season ends, season two, I thought that I thought about, <clears throat> excuse me, implementing a new series, which is a spinoff of the real Ron and Cut series. You know, so if you've ever had a chance to listen to any of those episodes, um, you know how you know things went. You know, anything basically uh, went during those conversations, and I definitely mean anything. Um, the guys never held back, and you know, at a time, you know, let all their secrets out of the bag which was always interesting, you know, but also an open forum to know 
what some of the men in our community thought when it pertains to love, dating, sex, and all that good stuff. Now, with this series, Candid Conversation, you know, I wanted it to be more of a conversation, okay? So um, I wanted that conversation to, to happen for the start of it between four individuals, okay, and implement a special co-host that will also challenge the guys on their thoughts as well as their opinions. Um, so hence the title, Candid Conversation. The purpose of the show is for this for the guests, I guess tonight, just to talk or speak candidly, but at the same time have a conversation with one another and, de- and develop, excuse me, some dialogue. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm trying to get over this cold, so you may hear me cough a little bit every now and again, but I'll try my very best to mute when I'm doing so. Um, I, I'm not sure that, uh, or I'm sure not everyone has the same opinion, but with that said, I'm going to go ahead and start with the um, introductions, and then we're going to go ahead and get into the show. Um, so let's welcome to the show. Um, first, let's go ahead and welcome my special co-host. He's been a part of the Micah's Town Hall meeting, and he actually was a part of the last real run and cut show that I had at the tail end of the year of 2014. From New Orleans, Louisiana, let's go ahead and welcome back to the show, Del Rio. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Micah. Good to have you. Now, from Houston, Texas, um, now residing in New York City, New York, and flying the friendly skies, the friendly American skies. <laughs> Let's go ahead and welcome um, Mr. Timothy Jackson. Welcome, Tim. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thank you for having me, Michael. Not a problem. Good to have you. Also from Houston, Texas, if I'm not mistaken, um, someone who is new to the show. Uh, let's go ahead and welcome the very handsome with the wine on chill, <laughs> inside joke, uh, Henry Hill. Welcome to the show, Henry. Henry, are you here? Did Henry leave? Yeah, Henry. Henry, are you here? Yes, my phone was on mute again. Uh-huh. I figured that happens a lot, but, but welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, another Texas native residing in the conservative southern city, as I, I as I like to call it, city of Dallas. Let's welcome to the show, also for the very first time, Mr. Trey Milan. Welcome to the show, Trey. Hey, what's up, Michael? Thank you for having me. You're welcome, and thank you for taking the time out to um, to speak with us on tonight. And last but not least, from Mrs. Tennessee, let's welcome to the show Mr. Debater himself, <laughs> Mr. Omarion Vlad-Dickinson. Welcome to the show, Omarion. I greatly appreciate it. I'm starting to feel biased because everyone else is from Houston. <laughs> you said because everybody what? Everyone else is from Houston, so I'm feeling a little biased on the phone. Okay, we got some Texas people in the house. All right. Um, but it's okay. I'm sure you'll represent Lifted um, quite well. Uh, so um, to my to my guys and to my co-hosts, are you guys ready to take a deep dive into some conversation tonight? Let's do, Let's it. do it. Yes, sir. Okay, great. We have a lot of people listening, so thank you so very much to my listeners. Um, we are having candid conversation, so if you have a comment, a rebuttal, or a question for the panel, I want you to feel free to press 1, not just yet, though, okay? But as we get into the conversation and you know you may have a question or a comment or something you don't like what somebody said and you want to, you know, go ahead and press 1. I'll let you chime in. Make sure that you're, you know, you do things right the right way because I do have the opportunity or the ability, rather, to remove you from the show. I've never had to do that, and hopefully I don't have to do that tonight. But um, definitely want to hear from you. want to hear what you have to say. And if you have maybe a topic or something that you guys, that you want the guys to talk about that we haven't um, discussed, you know, in the call, you can um, you can definitely uh Press one and we'll do that. But not just yet, but I just want to let you know that you do have that opportunity. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and start. And I actually want to start the combo off regarding dating. And, you know, I have all 
homosexual men. I think you guys are homosexual. Uh, <laughs> homosexual men on the line, and I we want to talk about this baby in our scene. Um, to me, it seems uh, to be misconstrued among the generation. You know, what's the difference between talking, dating, dating exclusively, and even just what what it means to be in a relationship? Um, so I want to ask my panel first this question. And if you guys have a pen or piece of paper, I didn't tell you earlier, but I'm telling you now, um, we like to do things on the spot. But if you have a pen or piece of paper or your text or whatever, you know, I want you to uh, jot this down um, as I'm asking the question. I'm going to, you know, reach out to you guys and, and see what your responses are. Um, but I want to ask you, what do you feel are the five stages of dating? Five stages of dating. So right now I want you to kind of jot down really quickly as I'm talking. <laughs> I'm trying to talk slow because God knows I talk fast. The five stages of dating. What do you think the five stages of dating are, okay? And do you actually use them when getting to know a person or date a person in this day and age? And remember I said, you know, um, it's misconstrued over the generation. So, you know, dating and talking and, you know, um, our grandmothers and grandfathers would say courting, you know, that, that was different then. You know, so as time progresses, time changes, uh, the dating, how dating works and what people think, it, think dating is um, changes. So um, I'm, I want you guys, again, to write down what, the five, what do you believe the five stages of dating are and do you actually use them when getting to know a person or date a person in this day and age. So I'm going to, um, so basically, you know, once you provide me your answers, I'll provide you with what I found because um, I don't have five stages of dating. So <laughs> not fair, I know. I, I, I don't have any. I, it's not fair, I know. But um, I don't have any. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what I found, and it was quite interesting, and we'll go from there. So I guess I will start with, well, they're, they're, they're real. Since you're the cause, I want you to just pick somebody and, and have them to tell us what their five uh, stages of dating are. Okay. Uh, let's start with... Um, Let's start with the most vocal, I would say, uh, Omarion. Let's hear what you have to say. <laughs> How did I guess that you were going to pick me? Um, <laughs> in response to the question, I, I don't really feel like there are necessarily five stages of dating. Um, I'm currently in a relationship, and I've been in my relationship for about five years now. Um, as far as the stages that we took in order to implement or begin our relationship, it, it was more of a situation where I met him through a mutual friend. And then from there, we dated some, but initially there was a level of intercourse. So I, I don't say that I follow an exact mathematic equation in order to, to go into my relationship. Um, I just kind of go with the flow of things and just get a feel for the person. Um, over time, we have been through our fair share of ups and downs, but I, I didn't follow a necessary equation. I think that in this day and age, a lot of people don't follow a five-step program into going into a relationship. It's just more so, hey, you know, I see this guy, he's attractive, I'll get to know him. It may be six initially or not, and then from there, you know, it's wherever it blossoms into or, where, where, or whether it dissolves or not. I don't think that there's necessarily an equation to mm-hmm. um, being in a relationship. Oh, okay. And we'll talk about expectation conversation, something I thought of while I was in the bathroom. Um, but we'll, 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 talk about, we'll talk about expectation expectation conversation um, in just a little bit. And it's something that uh, you, you spark something, and it goes along with the expectation conversation um, that I came up with. And, you know, after I tell you what that is, then you guys can steal that um, out there in uh, listening land. 
So, Amari, you said you don't feel that there um, there is really no five phases of dating. Um, you really didn't necessarily follow one. So, you know, to, for, for, for your sake, you said no. There, there, there are no phases. Okay. Um, so, Daryl, go ahead and pick somebody else. Uh, let's go with um, let's go with Trey. Okay. Trey, you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Sorry about that. Okay. I keep my phone. I keep forgetting. Um, so I have about four different ways I can answer this question. So first, the first thing I believe in when it comes to dating is there's a big difference between a man and a man dating versus a man and a woman dating. So I think the stages are very different when you're um two men are dating versus when a man and a woman is dating. I think a man and a man's relationship is completely untraditional, so the traditional sense of the dating rules don't apply. And just based off my personal experiences, I think that whenever you break all the rules and date a person is when the relationships are a little bit more authentic and you have a definite, um, what's the word I'm looking for, a definite um, level of passion from each person. I think that's what it really takes. Because, I mean, you can kind of date and play, but then you can also date be serious about taking it through each stage and every level of relationship, meaning going from I met this guy at the club to this is now my partner in life, my husband, blah, blah, blah. So I have multiple ways of answering that question. Now, <laughs> if, uh, personally, I don't, personally, I don't, um, I don't follow any of the stages um, of dating. Um, my, every guy I've ever met, I've had sex with on the first night. Uh, <laughs> and every boyfriend that I've ever had, we, met, um, dated for like a weekend, and we're moving in together. So, And my relationships have lasted years. So I've actually never – I don't think I've ever been single my entire life longer than six months. I'm just a very relationship-oriented guy. But, yeah, and I've only had three relationships, so it's not like I've had a million relationships. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Daria, did you have anything you wanted to say? <laughs> no, I'm – I'm, you know it. And, and let me process everything. Let me let me get through all four and process it, and then then I'll I'll, I'll chime in. Okay, so but, uh, um, go ahead. You can go ahead and choose the next person. All right, let's go, Tim. Let me hear from you, brother. Yo. Okay, so I've never really done uh, five stages when it comes to dating, but however, I jotted down some stuff. So if I had to do five stages, this is what it would be. My first stage would be um, a meeting. Um, not meeting personally, but just getting to know each other, uh, consistent conversations, whether it's via text or inboxing and all that. My second uh, step would be an actual date. I would ask them out, go on a date, and, you know, do whatever we do on a date. My third step would be analyzing the date after I get back home and not too much thought into it, but just say, did we have vibe? Was this chemistry? Did we have some conversation? Is there anything that turned me on? What turned me off? And after that, my step would be a second date. I'll go on another date. You know, because sometimes people are nervous the first time you don't get the real them, and then second time they're a little bit more laxed, and then you get to know them better as a person. And my fifth step would be making my conclusion after that second date is if this person for me or not, because I feel like after you go on two dates, you should at least kind of have a somewhat kind of feeling of if this person's going to work for you or not, and you should actually have a feel of that person kind of better after the stages that I that I picked out. Oh. All right. Okay. Date after date after date. Then you get your conclusion. Okay. I can. I can. I can um, roll with that. So uh, I guess the last person would be Mr. Henry Hill. So Henry Hill, what are your what are your stages or your five stages if you have any? Yes. Um, so actually, I I do have five stages of dating, and I've learned to follow them um, just from my experience in dating. So basically, the first step for me is the meetup. 
with Instagram and social media, social media these years, you really don't know what you're getting. So oh. the meetup, the first meetup is very important for me. So the first step would be the first date. And um, if, you know, the vibe is cool, we go on more dates. That would be the second stage for me okay. um, in dating. We continue to date, get to know each other. And then as we get to know each other, we have to become friends. I always tell people and the people that I have dated, you have to be my boy. Like, I have, we have to be able to kick it and be friends before all of the romance, before all that extra stuff. Just be my boy. Mm. And um, so after that, I mean, after we become friends and we, we can actually kick it together um, and see how things are and see how we kind of coexist with each other, uh-huh. then we go into the, the, the fourth stage for me, which would be to date exclusively. And we cut off all the other people that you're talking to on social media or on Jack or Adam for Adam or wherever you find your, your, your people at. Grinding, boy, all of that. All of that. <laughs> so, um, okay. and after you date exclusively, even with dating exclusively, um, from my experience, I've dated exclusively, but I wasn't necessarily in a relationship with the person. Um, but my fifth step and final step would be to be in a relationship with that person. And that's the, for me, that's when you start to build something with somebody and you start to think about the future and, you know, plans for your career and how I can help you and, because I, I don't believe that things are always going to be 50-50. I believe that sometimes things are going to be 60-40. I'm going to have to pull more than I can push and mm-hmm. vice versa. So I really, really think that um, in our community nowadays, I'm, I'm the person that, that knows what I want. And it's so hard for me because the people that know exactly what they want normally don't get it. Or something That's happens. Fine. So <laughs> I try to follow these steps, and, I, and I'm such a perfectionist in, in, in certain areas because I don't want to get hurt. But I'm I'm young, I'm learning, and I try to follow these because I think for me it works. Even if we break up in a year or two years, I don't want to say I had an unsuccessful relationship because the relationships are about growing, and you're going to get your heart broken a thousand times before you find that one. That's how I feel. So that's what it is. I love your step. I love your step. I love the, you know, being your homeboy, being your friend. I think that um, people forget you know, that I, I always say it, it shouldn't just all always be about this is my boyfriend, this is my lover, this is my partner, you know what I'm saying? It should be your friend. I, 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 my thing is I want my lover, my partner, my boyfriend, whatever, I want them to be my very best friend. So, you know, that homeboy type, whatever, you know, that's what mm-hmm. I want, and you're able to appreciate their relationship or, or whatever, the dating exclusively or whatever, you're able to appreciate it more. You're able to do a lot more together because you guys are friends and you do have uh, a commonality, and, and you like each other genuinely and all that good stuff. So I definitely like your steps. So let me tell you about the steps that I researched, okay? Some of, at, at first I was like, okay, Tim, okay, Henry, have y'all been looking up <laughs> research? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, but, but then when you, got, when you guys got, like, the third and the fourth, I was like, oh, no, no, no. Okay, so I'm going I'm to say really quickly, and then we'll, if, we, if you want to talk about it, um, like some of the other ones um, that are more drawn out, um, those steps, and we can definitely do that. Because remember, I want this to be a conversation. It doesn't have to be a question and answer thing. Um, so the first one was meeting. So a lot of you, you know, that that's, that was a common thing. It said the purpose the purpose of stage one, which is meeting, is to determine if there is enough if there is enough chemistry, commonality, and interest to warrant dating. For some people, it may take a couple of meetings. So that means, like with Tim saying, day after day after day, you know, it may take a couple of meetings to determine if they want to date a particular person. Um, what is needed here is to come 
are caught as someone who is interesting and fun to be with. So, of course, you want to meet somebody that, you know, there's commonality there, you gel well with, and you could, you know, possibly go on that second, third, and fourth date. So that was the first one. So everybody agrees with that one, right? Yeah. That one is meeting. You got to meet the person before you can date. That's common sense. Okay, so number two is dating. Okay, so that's the, that's the second the second stage of dating is dating. It says stage two is the romantic phase and usually lasts for two to three months. It tends to progress as follows. So then it gives us a, a quick breakdown. It says during this phase, the two of you want to spend increasingly amounts of time together. You also, people often describe this phase as feeling physically attracted or infatuated with the other person. It says because two people are having fun, and really attracted to each other, they tend to overlook those cute, those cute uh, things about their partner in order to focus on the stronger, strong attraction and the positive feelings. Um, so let's stop at this section really quickly. You know, why is it that we tend to ignore all the so-called little things and allow them to get lost in the attraction and sexual chemistry that we miss all the warning signs that reappear later on? Can I, can anybody ask, answer that? Why is it that throughout that that first stage or second stage that we tend to ignore all the so-called little things that we know annoy us, but we allow them to get lost in the attraction and the sexual chemistry that we miss all the warning signs early on? Yeah, actually, I have. I actually just talked about this last night um, with one of my friends, and I think that in that stage, whenever you become infatuated with the person whether it be just physically or sexually. Um, like, for example, for me, I hate moles. So random, but <laughs> I absolutely hate moles. But because I, I liked the person for who he was and how he communicated with me and that he was educated, I really li- I was attracted to him and his personality more than his physical appearance. Okay. And after a while, as I continued to date the person, excuse me for being so vain, but I started to hate the mole that I just, ignored at first and I think that we do that naturally as gay men because we're we're a lot of us are very vain and we we like having a, a very attractive person to date to date mm. but yet we can't deal with the backlash whenever everybody else is hitting that person up because hmm. I guess you're you're insecure in your own way, I guess it means because I know that I'm very jealous so it's I don't know. It's crazy for me, but I will say that that infatuation is, is a killer because once you're infatuated with the person physically or sexually, it kind of just you ignore a lot of things, not just the little things, but you just want to make this work. Mm-hmm. You ignore you ignore how rough he is. You ignore that slap he gave you after the club. You start ignoring all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and his ears, like you're looking in his ears and they're dirty. It's right. You 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 ignore all of that. Okay. <laughs> you're like good. <"Dude." laughs> And then what happens, what I think happens is later on it's a, it's a problem. It's a problem, you know, and, and I think it shouldn't have been a problem because he had the same dirty ears, you know, when he met you or while he was dating you. You know, uh, he, slapped you upside, he slapped you upside your head a couple of times, you know, and you ignored it. You continued on. So now it's like why is it now a problem? So I want, I want people I, out there. Micah, Go ahead. Micah, this, this is Del Rio. Uh, to, to that, I, I always say this. Uh, I don't think that there's no, uh, you know, no exact uh, guideline or, or or policy that says when you're in a when when you are in a dating process uh, that you can't pull out at any point. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you probably did know that he likes to pick his nose or that he has <laughs> this wax build up in his ear or that he snores loud at night. You knew that. But at some point, even if even if those things are not like the, the, the center of your issues, those little things that, you know, once drove you and you look past, when other factors become an issue, then you start taking those things back into consideration. It's like, you know what? Yeah. He, he hits on me, but this nigga breast stink all the time. So, you know, I mean, why why <laughs> stick with this clown? You know, his breath really stinks. I looked over it, but then he started hitting on me. So, like, you know, so you, at, at any point, I think at any point, you can withdraw your your uh, uh, allegiance to the dating process. Uh, I think relationships are a little more complicated. We we tend to to just get out of them because of whatever. And I've done it before. I know I know how this is. But the dating process, I think you have more flexibility in uh, just just withdrawing yourself from it at any point, even if uh, initially these were things that frustrated you, and over time you accept it, and then now you say, you know what? No, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Not just because of that, but because of B, C, D, and E. So I think it, it, it's pretty fine to, to withdraw yourself at any point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tim, go ahead, Marianne. Go ahead. I'm sorry. To add on to it, I mean, you, you sort of hit the nail on the head. When you have that sexual attraction to someone, I mean, sometimes that sexual power sort of overpowers the the more negative <clears throat> attributes that a person may have. I mean, you see somebody mm-hmm. on Facebook, John John, he's cute, he has a nice body, he always posting these sick-ass pictures, or you're in the club, he's taking his shirt off. And, I mean, that's all that you see, so you envision what John John is really like, and when you see this actuality, it's like, damn, John John's not like what I anticipated. But because you're so attracted to this picture or this image or vision that you painted of John John, when one flaw occurs, it's like, oh, well... He only does this every now and then, but I still love this about John John, and it overpowers your perception of what reality is, and I think that that's the, the larger issue. When you initially meet somebody, you go through that honeymoon phase of you're so stuck on their physical attributes that you're not paying attention to their actual underlying attributes. But, don't, but Omarion, let me ask this. Don't you think it's acceptable uh, in, in the initial uh, stage in the initial stage of you know what people call quote unquote getting to know, I hate that is is so I hate that that phrase. But uh, for the lack of words, I use that. But don't you think it's 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 acceptable uh, in that initial stage to uh, for physical attraction to be the more prominent thing? I mean that because uh, you know ultimately that's the thing that attracts you from the beginning most of the time now there's sometimes you could be at a conference or something you could hear somebody speaking you're attracted to what you see but you're also attracted to you know uh, their level of intellect or you know their their depth of knowledge in a certain uh area so i think when it comes to 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 uh, attraction i think we should uh be more forgiving of uh, and I'm asking you, do you think, okay. what do you think? Do you think it, we should be more forgiving uh, when it comes to physical attraction when we're in the initial stages of the dating process? I think my bigger drawback, and this is me personally, that I'm more of an analytic. 
I can take prior experiences and I can not necessarily hold a person accountable for those experiences, but I learn from those experiences to say what it is that I will and won't tolerate. So if mm-hmm. I'm entering into this agreement or understanding with a person, yeah, I may be physically attracted to you. You got the abs, you know, big ass dick, whatever the case may be. But you just oh, that's what you like. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go for it. Go ahead. Keep, keep, keep going. Watch it, Micah. So, I mean, nonetheless, <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, nah, you know, it's a lot of niggas out there that may have a watch for air, a big ass, a big dick. That you know, I can probably holler it. I'm not going to accept you putting your hands on me or. That when we lay down, it's this strange odor coming from the left side of the bed, and I know it's not me. <laughs> no. So I mean, those are things that are unacceptable in my book, but most people will tolerate because they are physically attracted to this individual. Okay. Hey, Micah, did you hear? Did you hear Marion clean it up? He said, he said, <laughs> nice abs. He said, nice abs and a big dick. But then he came back and said, nice abs, ass and a big dick. Uh huh. Yeah. So so okay. Yeah. Yeah. He had to clean it up. He had to you, clean it up. You 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 like what you like, Marion. I'm I'm just kidding with you. But um. So what I'm so what I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna move to three and four and five, and then I'm gonna I want to get Tim because Tim is quiet. I want to get Tim, and I want to get Trey's um response um on the other on the other one and then and then we'll move forward. Um differences. You well, know, got, is it I, I go ahead. On this one. Uh, go ahead. Who's this Trey? This is Trey. Okay, go ahead, Trey. I'm gonna let you have it. Go ahead. Okay. Because I just so don't agree with any type of formula or stages or anything when it comes to two men dating. I actually don't really even believe in it when it comes to a man and a woman dating. I think that the idea theoretically of mm-hmm. dating I think that applies to a very old-school, conservative, back-in-the-day kind of idea of dating Mm -hmm. that just does not really apply in the way we date and meet people today. I mean, mean, maybe I'm just a very fluid person, Mm -hmm. and I've had so many different type of meeting experiences, but, I I mean, there's people these days that, you know, you may meet a guy and you may meet him with the intention of just hooking up. It may just be a straight fuck. You may not have no intentions of wanting to date them, get to know them, anything like that. But then, next thing you know, the sex was so good in the in the midst of, you know, freaking that person, you actually find something that you might kind of like. And then you may want to freak with that person again. And then you have a freak relationship with them, not a we're getting to know each other date kind of relationship. So it's just when it comes to stage and, – and, and those kind of relationships sometimes take on a life of their own. So – there's I, also relationships out there with people who have sugar daddies. You may only be in it for the money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You may only like this man just for the money. But then, mm-hmm. you know, time goes by, and now he's mentoring you. Not only is he giving you money and providing a better life for you, but now he's mentoring you. He's teaching you things. And next thing you know, you fell in love with this man. You don't care about his looks. You don't care that he's a, you know, old, greasy-ass, old-ass man. Now you care more about, you know, this old man is doing something for me that none of these other young kids out there are going to do. Ain't nobody else going to take the time put me up in a place, you know, give me a spit, put me in school, teach me mm-hmm. how to do certain things, do all that. So, you know, now I didn't fell in love with this older man. You know what I'm saying? I didn't fell in love with this guy. And that happened. And you may have skipped all the stages of dating, but now you're in love with this man. And that kind of stuff happens. So I just think that the whole stages of dating, I just don't think it really applies to a man dating a man. And I also just don't mm-hmm. think that it applies in today's real world of how people fall in love, how people, you know, mm-hmm. do what they do. 
and I get you, but let me say, let me say this. I'm not saying that. I, told you, I don't have any stages, but I want to say this, um, that with the stages, and, and if, if you guys will allow me to get through the other three so we can, um, you know, hit those and, and then go forward. But I understand that, Trey, as far as, you know, in the, in this day and age, you know, really uh, what type of stages you need this and the other. But I think just by reading this, you know, me going over it, um, personally and just doing my research, I think, honestly, some people need stages. Um, and the reason why I say people, some people need stages is because when you're in a relationship this month, six months later you're in another, seven months later you're in another, you know, something, there's a disconnect somewhere. So I'm not saying that you, I, me personally, I'm not saying, hey, I have to go through step one through five, but I, I may just, as I get older, I may need to sit back and be like, you know what, what hasn't worked, what has worked, what can I do, and how do I go about really dating a person the correct way? Because I think a lot of times we get so hell-bent on, oh, his stuff is good, oh, he looked good, oh, he's good on my own, oh, he can do this for me, this, that, and the other, that we get lost, that a lot of us get lost, and a lot of things don't work out. So I'm not saying use all the damn stages, but I'm saying you might. it's okay to have a little structure, not too much. You know, you want to be able to relax a little bit and have your bending areas, but I believe that you should have some type of structure, especially if, you, if, you talk, if you're talking about dating two and some people date two and three people at the same time. I couldn't do it, but they do it. So I think, you know, there should be My some turn. type of stages. Okay, well, wait there, Rio. Let me finish these, 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 the other three, and then I'm going to let you go ahead and say, let you guys say what you want to say, and then we'll move forward. Um, so the third, because remember, somebody might want to go through, you know, they might want to go through these damn stages. Um, so uh, number three is differences. Um, stage three is where differences between the couple begin coming to the surface. You know, so at some point in your dating, you find out that there are some differences. It is also where each partner would decide for himself, you know, or herself, if, if, a, if a lady is listening, whether to continue the relationship or continue the dating during that phase. You know, so the relationship or the dating phase now focuses on how the two of you work through your disagreements, the differences of opinions and ideas, as well as different approaches to sex, communication, and commitment. It's also an opportunity for the both of you to learn and use problem-solving skills with your partner or the person that you're exclusively dating. Arguing in a relationship is not the problem. The problem arises when couples don't know or use healthy skills to resolve conflict. Stage three is also, which is differences, is also an opportunity to build a deeper relationship with your partner or the person you're dating exclusively as each of you recognize that you are loved and accepted for being your true self. Number four is independent and interdependent. Stage four is when the couple learns how to be a couple and still maintain a level of independence within the relationship. For most couples, this stage begins to show up after the couple has been dating for longer than six months. We've all been there where, you know, we have to we want to say, I'm an individual too. I need to have my independence. And, you're, and, and a lot of times you'll be in relationships where, you know, you're, you're still much, very much, I'm dating, I'm in a relationship or whatever the case may be, but your partner, you know, they, they just want to be all for you, you know, and, and that's that, you know, and they don't care about having independence. So it's very important that you guys have, I believe, I, I, I ran true to this one, being independent at the same time. Um, so during this period, the couple begins to incorporate their previous social relationships and interest into the couple's relationship. And number five um, is healthy commitment. Stage five is where the individuals are willing to make a long-term commitment with one another. So that's when it kind of really goes from dating to, okay, we're in a relationship. You know, having, and, and this is what they say, having successfully completed a, um, the four previous stages, the couple has built a foundation on truth, 
honesty, and integrity. Okay, so that, those were the five. The number one was meeting. Second was um, number two was dating. Um, three was differences. You know, understanding the differences that you guys have. Four, independence and interdependence, and then you know, eventually evolving into a healthy commitment if they even last to that phase. So um, those are some things for people out there to, to think about. Um, and I'll post that on uh, I'll post it on, on on Facebook or whatever on my wall so you guys can really see the, the full article because it does. For me, having been in just a few relationships, it does, you know, strike a bell. It does make me say, hmm, maybe if I would have done that better, I would have still been in one, you know. And, that, and, you know, that's just my own um, wishful thinking, I guess. Um, so, Daryl, what did you want to say? So, uh, Trey, uh, I, was, I jotted down some of the stuff that you were saying kind of went over uh, in my head, and I was thinking um, just to push back a little bit, and, and, and I, I agree with you to a certain extent about uh, – not having these uh, this laundry list of rules or procedures to follow as it relates to dating, but uh, is it possible that uh, all of these things are dependent or are predicated upon whether a person is one culturally progressive or conservative, two? Their geographic location, where we're part of the country, we're part of the world, because we know, I mean, we're in America, but we know we, we, I'm sure on this call, we don't have all American gay men listening to this call. I'm sure there are some people who are not from this country and may have a different value set uh, from, uh, you know, one of us have. You have to to take into consideration also um, upbringing. So, I just think all of those things, you know, because somebody, if somebody was, you know, reared or raised, whatever word you want to use, in a more rural setting versus an urban setting, they may be more uh, apt to uh, trying to stick with traditional rules of dating, even a male to male. I know two guys now who stick to, who stuck to those traditional, uh, that traditional route, and they got somewhere, and they're in a uh, loving marriage at this moment. You know, but I also know some people who are more more urban and were were, were raised in an urban setting, and they tried that that uh, that you know one two three four five step program, and it didn't work out for them. So I'm just saying it, it, it's possible that you know you have to take uh, other other than just the fact that we're men dating men, because I do think that there are some men who date men who can apply those traditional uh, mm-hmm. that that traditional process to the the dating uh, the dating thing and actually have a successful relationship. I have something to say. Um, this and this is Henry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree with the real one hundred percent. But my thing, my main thing with this is, dating is dating, fucking is fucking. And is it real if you start off just fucking, or is it lust? Like, that's the, that's the big question, because falling in love and falling in lust are two different things, and that's what we kind of we yeah. misconstrue them sometimes. And you ask yourself, do I really love this person, or is it just the sex is good and I, I'm attached to this person, and this person becomes my comfort zone, so we equate that's that good. to love sometimes. And that's, to me, because I've done it before from experience, so dating is, and fucking are two different things, but the main point is to figure out what that person wants at that first step of dating. What are you looking for? And 
that's how you figure it out for me. Well, this is this is Tim. I, I have a different um, scenario when it comes to relationships and dating, and, and I want to ask you guys' opinions on this, and this is what I do. It might not be the best thing, but it's kind of um, something that throws me off. See, what I do is when I date um, guys, I get to know them, but the minute it's one thing I don't like, I stop talking to them. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. what do you do you guys think, like, what what is your guys' opinion or advice on how to get around there or what do you do? Because I know that sometimes it can seem as coming off as being very petty. Because, I mean, to me, like, if you got ugly feet, then I can't talk to you. Or if, you got, <laughs> if, your, finger, if your fingernails are always dirty, then we can mm-hmm. have a problem. You know, but why get around the Why get around Are you a Capricorn, Tim? I'm a Virgo. Virgo, okay. This is all you guys Why get around the expectation? I mean, if you set this expectation for what you look for in an, in an individual, then that's that's what you like. So, in trying to bend or manipulate what it is that you receive, perceive as your actuality, why do that? Because eventually, over time, it's, it's going to nag you and nag you and nag you to the point where this person starts to become an annoyance to you, to the point where you no longer want to be with this person. So why not still stick with those standards and expectations and just continue to look for that individual that meets those requirements? Or yeah, you also stick, gotta with those, stick with those expectations and just be very assertive with the person. Think about it. This is the person you like. You're attracted to them. Why not say, look, man, I'm just going to be straightforward with you. Look, your fingernails are always dirty, and I can't tolerate that. Your breath is always stink. I don't want to smell that shit. Like, be very assertive with this person if you really like them instead of allowing them to entrap themselves in this this thing that's going to turn you off and you're going to get out of there. So my thing is always just be assertive with them. Tell them. I guess my concern with that is, uh, I would say, this is Henry, Um, I always give the person the opportunity to, before I cut them off completely, because if you cut that person off based on them having ugly feet, what about their personality? What about their heart? Are you seeing that? Um, Give them the chance to fix that. And like Mm -hmm. I think it's Del Rio said, you have to tell them, hey, I don't like this. And give them that opportunity because there's a lot of other things that you can fall in love with. You can't just cut a person off based on the way their hair looks or where their feet is or are, rather. Um, I just – I don't agree with that. That's that's probably why people don't have very many successful relationships because if you're that close-minded and you don't give a person the opportunity to fix it, then they don't know how to be better. So how does Tim get over there? How how does he fix that? How how, how does Tim fix that? We just – we just we just gave that advice. Be be assertive. Speak up yeah. up front. I mean, you if if you if you let it lag, if you if you let those sweat, they, those those are minor things, Mike. It's not mm-hmm. like this is a oh, person well, who. Well, I, I uh, but I guess no, I'm, I'm just saying it's not like. Go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. Good. That's a Marion, I believe. I, I oh, guess, good. I guess my concern is when you're dealing with a Negro that's 24, 25, 26 years old, and you ain't learned the basic hygiene. From your mom, your dad, your your good girlfriend, your sister, your cousin, whomever it may be, that's a problem. And I mean, it, I should not have to rear a grown man and teach him how to clip his toenails or how to go get a pedicure or do this or do that. I mean, when you have a certain expectation, you have a finer taste. So in life, when you want to stay at the Hilton, you go to the Hilton. You don't go to the Double Street. You go look for what it is that you expect. 
Mm-hmm. But what if this is? But what if this is the first time? And and and, and, and let's just be candid and be honest about this. It's okay. reality. The mm-hmm. first time he's ever run into anybody who's ever been totally honest with him. What if he has lived? It, 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 he could be uh, someone who who works a job that causes him to always have you know not dirt like you know literal dirt, but maybe you know something black on his face. It, it, it could be. Any of those things. What's the problem with just being a servant? You're not teaching him anything. You're not. You're not bringing him in the bathroom, washing his hands for him. You're not bringing him into the bedroom uh, and clipping his toenail. You're not doing any of that. You're just being uh, the responsible person on your end and saying, "Look, dude, cut your toenails." Now, if that person doesn't change those things, if that person will refuses to go into the bathroom to wash his, his, his fingernails and then make sure they're clean, now you have a problem. But what's wrong with initially making a statement? We're not teaching anything. We're not lecturing. We're not taking him through any process. We're just making a statement to him. And that way he knows because maybe he's never been challenged like that. He needs that. And when you challenge him that one time, maybe that will be the one thing that turns him around from that, those bad habits. So there's nothing wrong with trying. So, Tim, let me ask let me, Go ahead. No, Tim, I want to ask you. So these guys, you know, who you know, got jacked up feet or, you know, dirty, you know, nails or whatever the case may be, you know, so are these guys that you're initially, that you're initially like, okay, you, I'm saying hypothetically, you meet them on jack or whatever, you meet them for the first time, and you see that they have, you know, all those things that you do not like. So are those the type of guys that you're running into or the guys that – because I think that it's really hard to be assertive when it's the very first time that you met a person, you know, because um, you don't want to come off mm-hmm. as, like, bougie and old, this, that, and the other, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's hard to be assertive the very first time that you meet a person, um, especially if it's all – There's a way to say it, though, Micah. I, I understand, but if that's your personality, that's who you are, stick with it. You know, but I'm just saying that it, it, it could be – a little hard or, or very abrasive if you come off that first meeting and say, "Oh, child, I don't like your clothes," or "You need to get that, you need to get them fixed." Now there are girls and guys out there that do that, and if that's your thing, that's your thing. But I'm, I think I want to know for Tim, do does that happen on your first meeting, or is it something that happens over time with someone that you're dating? I think it, it's something that happens over time. Not even. Okay. I'm dating just somebody I'm communicating with. Like, for me, it shuts me completely down. And I know in my mind, in my head, I'm like, well, maybe this is petty or this is not the right thing. But once I get around them, I'll be like, oh, I'm ready to go. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it pushes me to a limit. And I've been single for four years now. Mm -hmm. And it's because that every time I date somebody or find somebody, there's something about them that I find that I do not like and I cannot go on with it. And I think, well, hell, I got my shit together. I got everything good on my end. What the hell is going on? Why I can't find nobody? But then now I'm starting to think that maybe the problem is me. Maybe Are you looking too hard? Open-minded. <laughs> no, I have to open your mind up. Yeah, I, just sure. like it, I like it to, to come naturally flow. I'm not, like, I don't even have No, no, no. When I say looking too hard, I mean looking as far as searching for a man. I'm saying, because there are certain people, and I think it could be the analytical people like myself sometimes, where you go into it, not necessarily, it's more of a subconscious thing, but you go into it and you try to find something about this Negro, you know what I'm saying, that just ain't right. So, so my thing is, is, is it that you're looking too hard, you know, when, when you are getting to know that person, or is that just something that just pops the first thing? Because the first thing I look at is somebody's shoes. I, I, mean, I, don't, care, I don't care if it's male, female, yeah. whatever. I'm always looking at a person their shoes. I'm going to glance at what they have on, but I'm going to go directly to your shoes and I'm going to scroll my way back up. 
you know, that's just what I do, you know, but that's not necessarily going to deter because I know that if he don't dress right or his shoes a little jacked up, but he got an awesome personality, you know, I'm going to, I may not come and say, baby, you you can't dress or, you know, we got to get you into the store. I'm just going to start buying a little stuff here and there. And that's just how I, that's my way of doing it okay. without, you know, being all crazy with it. <clears throat> so I don't know. But that was good. I I, I, I like that question. Go ahead. Somebody has something? Yeah, this is Trey. Okay, go ahead, Trey. So I want to respond to a question that uh, – or to a, a statement that uh, Del Rio made. Okay. Actually, I think it was Michael that said this first. I think, Michael, you said uh, that uh, people need the dating stages because uh, they may need to, you know, think about what they're doing if every six months or how – Some people, yeah. Uh-huh. Die ever. Yeah. So I, I understand why you say that. So my response to that is I think that when you're dealing with guys, especially within a certain age range, mm-hmm. I think that you're supposed to date. And I think that sometimes we are yeah. so quick to push back on people for having dating experiences. But dating does not mean that I'm committed to that person. That's right. Dating means mm-hmm. that I'm getting to know this person. And you can date as many people as you want within any amount of time. If a person chooses to date a new person every two weeks, honestly, at a certain age point, at a certain age point in my opinion, that's what you're supposed to do. Because yeah, it's right. those experiences that are going to kind of mold you and make you ready for Mr. Right. So I just wanted right. to say that. That's, that's just how I feel. Cause I, cause no, I'm no, no. And no, I'm, I'm with you on that. But when I was making that statement in regards to the ones, you know, six, six months is this person, next six months is another, next seven months is I'm, I'm, I'm moving that now into the relationship part of it. You know, and, and, and my thing is if you're constantly in these relationships, then you may you may want to rethink some things. You may want to, to go back to maybe the old, like you said earlier, you know, it's a new day and age, but you may want to go back to the old school way of dating, you know, implement some things, not all things. So that's really what I was saying, not necessarily in the dating portion, but more so relationship-wise. If you're always in and out of relationships, then it, 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 it may be you. It may be something that you need to start from the forefront, you know, from the head of it, you know, to, to weed out. Yeah, Go ahead. I also have to understand that a lot of young people, they use the word dating and relationship interchangeably, uh, and not yeah, always do people yeah. understand, that, understand the difference of I'm dating this guy yeah. versus I'm in a relationship yeah. with this guy. Because That's relationships correct. can come in so many – I mean, you can be in a relationship with somebody and just be their friend. You can be in a relationship with somebody and be married to them. You can be in a relationship with somebody and have an understanding with them. So relationships come in many different ways. So I don't like to really use that word too much because relationship and dating – works interchangeably. But I like to, when I speak about relationship in the way that you're speaking about it, Mike, mm-hmm. I like to word committed. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because I think that that takes on a different tone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and oh, no. Yeah, yeah. don't understand, understand it yet, it helps them kind of understand the meaning of a relationship. Right. Right. So yeah. um, the other thing was Del Rio, you talked okay. about geographic location. Oh, right, Del Rio. Um, he getting it. So Del Rio, right. <laughs> Yeah, that was me. That was me, sir. Okay, okay. So I agree with you on geography. I'm a yeah. I I I like to take notes and then respond. No, go ahead. You're doing uh, a so, great job. Okay, so um, when it comes to geographic location, um, I do agree with you that um, it can differ for um, a lot of people. You know, depending on where you're from, how you were brought up, and things like that. But I, my pushback on those people would be. If you do have a certain background that kind of has you in the mindset of traditional dating and following these stages and, and these steps, my pushback on those people is that keeps you limited and it keeps you in the box on who you can date because now you're in a society and you're living in a, a world that's so much bigger than, you know, the circle that you were brought up in. 
because no matter where you're from or where you live, we can all pretty much agree that in 2015, no matter if you're in Kenya, Africa, Dallas, Houston, Memphis, uh, where Atlanta, New York, wherever you're from, that mm. the the rules of the game have changed. You know what I mean? Mm. It is it's nowhere near what it used to be in terms of being traditional. And, you know, people are meeting in so many different types of ways. People having so many different kind of relationships, understandings, friendships, uh, you know, open relationships, all these different things like that. So that that kind of stuff just don't work. So whenever you limit yourself to other people who agree with what you agree to, you may be missing out because there may be somebody who you can take your strength of, you know, this is how I was brought up, this is what I like, this is what I'm into, and take their strength of, you know, this is what they like, and this is how they were, you know, coached into dating and, and um, having relations, and put that together, and now you have something even more powerful. So I just that would just be my pushback on people that uh, – limit themselves to, you know, I was brought up this way, so I'm sticking to that. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, Tim. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to, and, and after you attack Tim, then we're going to move on, but go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, it's not, a, no, it's not an attack. It's just a, 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 a I'm, I'm just joking. Go ahead. So I, I absolutely um, <laughs> know exactly what you mean when, when you talk about, you know, <clears throat> today how people have, um, what do you call it, a dismissive attitude when they, you know, meet somebody and if they don't meet all these check marks or whatever, that mm-hmm. I want to be gone, I want to be out of it with them. So I agree with that. I think that is the most unhealthy attitude that we have adopted today as gay men. I think mm-hmm. that because we have so many options on how to meet a new guy, we sometimes just dismiss people. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he don't wear the right kind of shoes, so you know what, let me log on Jack and meet another dude. You know what I'm saying? That might, you know what I'm saying? Or... His, um, you know, his body ain't what I want it to be, so let me log on and find a guy that got a six-pack or whatever I want. I just think that that is the most unhealthy thing that um, we have today, and I think that's why we have so many people out there who, you know, can't find love. I think that, you know, we live in this. I think gay men want to find love. I just think that we can't because we have so many options. It's so easy these days to have a hookup or to get our rocks off that we just kind of just uh, uh, adopt this dismissive attitude. And, and I'm glad and – I'm no, I'm glad that you said that, Trey, because it leads it leads me to the next since you basically kinda of answered. You well, you gave your response. But I, I wanna know from um, you know, I'll say Henry and uh let's say Tim. No, no, I not Tim. I wanna do Henry and Amarion. Um, in your experience opinion, because we're gonna say you guys are everybody's experienced somewhat some way in relationships. Um why why do you feel like in our community, because Trey kind of, you know, said it, but, you know, his point of view, but why do you think in our community long-lasting relationships are so hard to come by? Uh, this is Henry. Uh, so, basically, I've I've been in three major relationships in my, in my life, and I'm in my early 20s. Uh, the first one was about three years, and um, I kind of grew up with that person. And I, I became a man while I was dating this man that was six or seven years older than me at the time. Um. I grew up and I he, he and real quick I'm sorry Henry somebody has something going on in their background so if you're not if you're not Henry speaking and you don't and you have you know have something going on in your background go ahead and mute your phone for me thank you so very much go ahead Henry I'm, I apologize <laughs> no worries so being in this relationship for three years and to be in my early twenties it's been a, a huge accomplishment for me um, I think that in, in the now we because there are so many options. Um, a lot of gay males tend to seek other options if they're not satisfied or if they're insecure with themselves. A lot of us, we have our own insecurities in a, a lot of different ways. And 
if we're insecure on in this level or if we don't trust that person, then it all falls apart. I'm a firm believer in this. This is my saying. This is my quote. So none of y'all feel this. But when you be, when you're in a relationship, trust is a choice. You you and then not trust them. Mm-hmm. Love is a gift. Love is. So many people say that love, it doesn't have a definition. Love is a gift. Once you give your love to somebody, if it's unconditional love, you you, have, you don't have an option to take that back. It's not. There's not. A, it's not an option for me at least. And Love comes, there's so many different elements of love, but to me, ultimately, love is a gift. Like, the love that your mother gives you is a gift. She gives you this love. And I think, for me, it's more important to learn and to grow from those relationships, even if they were, you know, like, my long-term, my longest relationship was three years, but this, this relationship that I just got out of was a year. And my main focus is, what have I learned from this relationship? Mm. Am I growing? Am I making progression in my life? Because regardless of if I have a nigga or a man or whatever on my hand doing my career, am I pursuing my goals? And can I reevaluate myself? And what can I do better next time for the next person, whether it's four, five, ten more guys, until I finally find the one? Am I making progression? Am I progressing? And what, what am I doing to make sure that I, I'm you know, making myself better? And that's the real question for me every time a relationship ends. So that's what, that's what it is. I like that. No, no one has anything else. Go ahead, Mario. I'm sorry. Is that too deep for y'all? No, 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 no. I, I wrote something down, but I don't want to. You know, I, I'll I'll speak in just a second. But go ahead, Mario. Yeah, we're giving you a chance to to breathe, Henry. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> My 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 perception is is that um, you all kind of hit the nail on the head with times are steadily changing. So I feel like we are somewhat of a microwave society. We do things for convenience. So we have Facebook, VGC, um, Christian Mingle, whatever the case may be, where it's so convenient. I'm as only, yeah. Right. <laughs> to run through these different websites and et cetera in order to uh, find the next hookup, the next jump off. Um, I've been in three actually successful relationships in, in my extent of being in the gay community or gay world, and um, they've all been like four, three, and five years. So those individuals that I met that I have had success with have been individuals that I haven't necessarily met on your social media sites, your you know, your BGCs, and as a matter of fact, I've never used a BGC or A for A. You know, I, I listen to all my friends that use it and say, hey, girl, you know, or hey, you know, my, this, this person is close or whatever the case may be. But I feel like with us being such a microwave society and, and us utilizing those channels and, and all you're intently looking for is a, a, a big dick or some nice elves or whatever the case may be, that you're not holistically looking for somebody who has something that they can bring to the table. You're not looking for those attributes of, of a career or things of that nature. You're, you're more so looking for the instant gratification of land up next to somebody that appeals to you sexually. Okay. Um, what do I, how do I want to – well, I'll start with Amarion. I'm trying to know what you said. Oh, yeah. I, I, I believe or I think that um, the, the people who continuously, you know, go out and they – they have all these options, and they go to the next or you know, get on Jack, and they can lay up. You know, I don't think they've ever really, or they haven't had the opportunity just yet to meet someone that distracts them. 
you know, and I'm I'm saying distract them in a good way. You know what I'm saying? Distract them or gets their um catches their attention so much so that Jax is a figment of their imagination or Grinder is a figment of their imagination. I think it really takes a strong man, an honest man, a man who is very sure of himself to be able to get to know somebody and just really be engulfed in them and to show them different experiences um, that makes them not even think about the, the instant sexual gratification they can get from Jack or whatever. Um, even though I was never really an avid person on Jack and got to be in meeting dates and stuff like that, you know, I would have the app, but I don't necessarily, I'm not an active member, like I would, I would tell people. I'm active because the account is active, but I'm not an active member, you know, because honestly I'm searching for, for something more. But I, but I know that when I got into my relationship, you know, that um, I never thought about Jack. I never thought about any of those things because that man just, or you know, or that guy just really just, you know, threw me, you know, to, to, the, to the point where I didn't care about anybody else. All I cared about was him getting to know him. And I think a lot of times people just have not met their match. You know, they have not been able to, to come across that man that is really going to, you know, take their, take their mind away or blow their mind, so to speak. Um, so, so that's what I think about that. Um, Harry talked about insecurities, um, and, you know, people are not, you know, um, people have these different insecurities and things of that nature. I think, and, and maybe you guys, and if you agree with me or not, but I think that it's, as you get older, I think it's okay to kind of go with the flow and see what's what, you know, in your early 20s and all that kind of stuff. But after a while, I mean, I'm 33. I don't know how old everyone else is, but, you know, I'm 33, and I know that at, for me it's been a long time, but as I'm getting up in age, I know exactly what I want, what I'm going to tolerate, what I'm not going to tolerate, things of that nature, and, and how far I'm going to bend, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not staying in the bedroom. <laughs> but you know how how far that I, how far I'm going I'm going to bend. But I I believe that um, we all need to be honest with our insecurities first. You know you you have to know who you are first before you take it upon yourself. This is my own observation. Going into anything, going into anything with someone else. You know it's an added a relationship or an added responsibility that you do not have to take on. Just like um uh Henry talked about options. It's an it's an option. So you know if you're going to be responsible responsible in that relationship, be responsible, but be responsible enough to be honest with yourself going in, you know, so you don't have those, all those hills and valleys and, and, and rivers to cross and all that throughout your relationship. So I think people should just be honest with the insecurity um, going forward. Does anybody disagree with me on that? I agree. I agree. Okay. It's hard, I agree. but I agree. Okay. Yeah, it, it's hard, <laughs> you know, um, but I, I think it, it, I think it helps, you know, especially when someone can, so did you meet someone and they could, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They can welcome those insecurities. It's not really the word I'm looking for, but they can welcome those insecurities and, and they're, they're able to look over those insecurities that you have. And, and who knows, after a year or two, you may not even have those insecurities because you have someone in your life that, that, that um, owns, those, owns those insecurities along, alongside yourself, um, I guess. Um, so yeah. I want to take a call because I have someone on the line. That has a comment. They may have some from earlier when we talked about, but I'm, I want to at least get them in here. We have about 45 minutes left. I told you um, this show can go really quickly. Um, so I'm going to start with someone who's calling from 813, area code 813. So hold on. Hopefully they have something they want to talk about. So hold on. All right, 813, last four, 1256. You're on the line with Micah and the Candid Conversation crew. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, your question or comment, please? Oh, well, they hung up. I guess they, they, they didn't have no question. 
Okay, or comment. So, so I'm going to go. We have one other person. They will move move um, higher. Um, area code nine one zero. Last four of the digits is six four six five seven zero. Again, nine one zero six five seven zero. I'm about to open your line. So if you don't have a question, you might want to drop off and call back in. So I'm gonna give you like ten seconds. All right, so there go your ten seconds. So there you go nine one there you go nine one zero six five seven zero. You are now on the line with Micah and the Candid Conversation panel. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, your question or your comment, please? Yes, um, this this is actually Rio calling from North Carolina, and um, I hit first of all I hit that one like a long time ago to answer mm-hmm. the question that you had asked about um, why do we ignore the signs and I think um, my feedback on that I think is sometimes we get caught up on the person that people pretend to be when we first meet them versus really acknowledging them for what they really are hmm. okay so Rio how, how do you going forward and thank you for calling how do you going forward um, be able to decipher the real from the fake or can you because my, gra- my grandma always told me a person can only wear a mask for so long so it's more okay. so it's actually paying attention and and realize and paying attention and acknowledging those small things that can lead up to the big things mm. later on. I like that. So basically we need to wake up and pay attention, like they say from uh Sister Act too. We need to wake up and pay attention and not be so uh mind struck or blinded by love or lust or infatuation or all of that they're doing, but we still have to be observant and um like you said, you know, uh just be open and, and know exactly what's going on with it. Exactly. Would that be correct? To me, over a, per, a person, yeah, because when meeting a person, a person is, they're the same regardless. They're, it's just a matter of time before you're realizing, you know, them for what they really are. Okay. And you guys, you guys agree on the panel here? I, I agree. I, agree I don't. Okay, so who does not agree? Okay, go ahead. Um, well, I agree. This is Henry. I agree. But okay. I guess for me, what works for me is I'm I'm kind of harsh sometimes at the beginning because I want that person to know me for who I am. I I don't I never sugarcoat anything for a person because I don't want them to get the wrong impression or I don't want to get six months down the line and they ask who is, who are you? You're not the person that I fell in love with. And I can admit sometimes that can run somebody away because they don't like how hard I am on, on my surface, but. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I want to be you so that you're not misled. And it's, it's like a take it or leave it for me. Like, I don't want to sugarcoat anything because I don't want you to have to ask that question in the future. Like, who are you? This is not the person that you were at the beginning. Because a lot of times we're so sweet and caring in that honeymoon stage, and then when shit gets real, then things change up real quick. So I'm always up front, and I'm always – I wouldn't say real because people use that word so loosely, but I'm always very upfront and – I get. I tell it like it is, mainly because I don't want that person to have to question me. Okay. All right. And Rio, thank you once again for tuning in and continue to keep tuning in. Um, we thank you so very much for your um, for your comment and your your response. So I want to um, I want to talk about sex. Um, quick, really, you know. <laughs> oh y'all! Oh y'all want to talk about sex? Okay. So <laughs> I, I want to excuse me. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, I want to talk about sex, but I I saw something that was really really funny to me. Well, I'm gonna say it's really funny. Um, but I listen to the radio a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. So I'm riding down the road or whatever, and Frank Key, who used to be in Atlanta, now is in D.C. and D.M.V. area, you know, on the radio or whatever. 
So they said, coming up, we're going to talk about 13 reasons to have sexual relations with your mate every single night or every single day or whatever the case may be. And I'm just like, oh, baby, I can't wait to hear these 13 reasons, you know, because I'm not – I'm not of a sex. I'm I'm not all into that every night. I, I'm just not. You know that's just me. So I'm like I want to hear what they got to say about these thirteen reasons. So y'all ready to hear thirteen reasons? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Okay. So so the first reason was uh, what is it? It says number one, it provides some much needed couple time. That was number one. I want you guys to write this down or, or write the ones that you don't necessarily agree with, if you, if you don't agree with um, one of them, one or two of them. But the number one was it provides some much-needed couple time. Number two, it leads to more PDA outside of the bedroom. So, you know, it's more holding hands in the pub, in the park, in the whatever the case may be. Number three, it can be a workout if you do it right, okay? Number, <laughs> number four, it gets you out of your head for a little while. So maybe if you're stressed out that day, whatever the case may be, you need some sex, get it, get it from your mate or whatever, you know, that stress reliever, um, or, or at least get you out of your head. Um, number four, excuse me, number five, it builds trust, okay? So they say it builds trust if you have sex with your partner every day. I guess they say, baby, if you have sex with me every day, I don't know who else you could be having sex with. I don't know. Um, but it says it builds trust. So number six. It's a way to connect without speaking. I like that one. It's a way to connect without speaking. Number seven, you might end up arguing less. Okay, so you might end up arguing less, number seven. Number eight, it forces you to be creative. Okay, so that, that's a good, you know, they, they're real creative on the porn videos and stuff like that. So, hey, you know, it forces force you to get creative. Number nine, it's easier to schedule than a formal date night. So versus scheduling something, you you guys got schedules going on, you got a meeting, you got school, whatever, you know, at least you guys can meet up in the bedroom and, and, and have a good time. So it's easier to schedule than a formal date night. Um, number 10, one word, orgasm. Okay, we all like those. I mean, uh, it, it's yeah. like, what's the point, you know? Um, <laughs> number, <laughs> number 11, it improves self-esteem. So I guess you could say, like, shoot, that man like me, you know what I'm saying? We're having it every night or whatever. It makes you feel good. And, you know, I guess it uh, it builds or improves your self-esteem. Number 12, it's a guaranteed mood booster. So whatever mood you're in, you know, your baby come home that night and give you some good good, whatever it be, whether it be the front or the back, you know, it could be a good, it could be a good, or both. Hey, you know, people like to fish flop. You know, um, it's a guaranteed mood booster. And then number 13, it says, if you use it, you won't lose it. So if you're if 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 you you know if you have sex you, you I guess I say it's like riding a bike but I guess you get better at it the more you do it I guess I don't know so um so you know. I want I hold on now those of you who know me should know I don't use it I, I mean not okay because people can take that a whole other way no hold on there are some people can take that a whole because I say oh no I don't use it you know some bottom say that but um so no I'm not saying that <laughs> I'm just saying that you know I'm not actively doing it right now but um guys because uh, I think all I think all of those are, are pretty for the most part you know they're helpful they're dead on but um how important is sex when you're in a relationship? Like, how how important is sex to you when you're actually in a relationship, a commitment, Trey? Now, I got to, you know, say <laughs> so. So how important is sex when you guys are in a committed relationship? There you go. 
Um, how, how this is, Go ahead. This is Tim. For me, for me, it's important um, that physical that that moment that you connect in sex is very important for me. For me, however, and don't judge, I think that in the relationship you have to do um, things that spice up the sex life. Um, if you want to be, and what, my mindset when I'm in a relationship is that I'm thinking that this is the person that I want to be with for the rest of my life. So of course I'm, I'm a, in my mind I'm thinking about ways to not be bored with the same person every night. So um, I think as as men, our, our uh, hormone levels are, are high and raising, and us being gay men at that is just two men together, and it's just it's just clashing. And so for me and my relationship. Well, not have I done it, but I would just say that in my relationship that I would um, do certain things to spice up a relationship. And a lot of people don't agree, and some people do. Like for me, for instance, if, I, if I'm if i in a relationship and I see a hot guy or somebody else outside of the relationship, I would say, hmm, well, maybe I should think about bringing them over. And so you said incorporating a, incorporating a third into the bedroom? Correct. And okay, okay. The reason why I why I see that is just that we're men and we're going to see other people that are attractive or high. It's going to be somebody to have. And I appreciate somebody that I'm dating for me to say, oh, well, you know what, I think they're hot. I think, you know, we should, you know, bring them over or see what's going on instead of having that person going behind my back mm. and, you know, yeah. cheating and having that conversation. For me, and I just think that for me that works. I mean, it doesn't work for everybody. For me, it keeps it not boring. It keeps mm. uh, it fresh. And it keeps the open line of community communication where you don't have those positions to where, um, you know, you can be bored with the same person or you say, oh, well, they ain't satisfying the sex anymore. We just, cause you just think about it. You're with this person for the rest of your life, and I just cannot see a gay couple just having sex with the same person over and over and over again for the rest of their entire life. It just doesn't happen that way. Okay, so I want to stop you there, Tim, before we get other um, – I, I do want to get everyone else's um, – because I'm glad you brought that up – you know, bringing a, a third person to the bedroom because we talked about it on, on previous shows, and some of the guys I've always had on there continuously, there's been about two or three of them that were, were revolving guests, and we talked about incorporating people. And Kobe Black, if you're listening, you know, I'm sure he loves that because, you know, they talked about it. He said, hey, if we're out there, you know, I think he – if I remember, he said, if we're out in – uh, if we're at a pride together, or we at a club together, and we both be a high guy, and shit, we want to take them home, then we can do that. You know what I'm saying? And, and be content in knowing that, okay, this for the moment, this is what it is, and then after, you know, he satisfied us, or, or whatever the case may be, and, and we're moving on. But so to my other guys on on the panel or on the uh, on the call, you know, what do you guys think about? Um, honestly and candidly, this is a candid conversation. What do you guys think about bringing a third into the bedroom um, eventually? Um, throughout your relationship? <laughs> it's a no-go for me. And who is that? Who is that? Henry. Who said that? Oh, Henry. Henry. Okay. I, like I mentioned before, it, it just doesn't work for me because we have, I mean, if something's lacking, then tell me what I got to do. If I had to do backflips in the bedroom to satisfy you, you just let me know what I need to do to satisfy that craving or that whatever you need. Mm-hmm. But it's an absolute deal-breaker for me. I would never ever bring anybody into my bedroom because to me that's a sacred place. This mm. is a this is a place where you share intimacy with the person that you love. It, it, free. it don't work. <laughs> it does not work for me. So mm-hmm. that's my opinion. Okay. And I and I'm I'm gonna this is Del real. I'm gonna agree with Henry because I, I really think uh you know as far as as far as a relationship is concerned, when you're inside of a relationship, I think uh 
bringing a third person in could be, I'm not saying it necessarily is, but it could be uh, Pandora's box, like, and and people really don't, uh, a lot of people say, well, hey, if I go ahead and do this, then that's going to eliminate that risk of that person doing it behind my back. It's potentially opening a door for them to do it behind your back after Mm -hmm. that initial engagement happens. So my thing is, because I've, I've seen it before, and I'm speaking from experience. I've seen it before where these two guys let this other guy in, and then one of the guys was more interested in the third guy than he was in than he was with his partner. And so then he started sleeping around with the third guy behind the partner's back. And we could call him a hoe or a tramp or whatever we want, but that opened Pandora's box when he opened that door to say, hey, let's invite this third person in. So for me, it would be a no-go inside of a relationship. Single, I don't give a fuck. But inside a relationship, no. But they're real. I guess, and this is Omarion, I mean, if it opens Pandora's box, Pandora's box was just waiting to be opened anyway. Exactly, my, my point. So mm-hmm. if we bring somebody into our our situation or whatever, and they did feel or dig this person, maybe there was just a blessing in disguise that you didn't need to be a part of my life. I'm gonna find but that. But, but you can tell right. anything though. But but Omarion, that's like mm-hmm. saying that 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 I don't know that that smack to me that smacks of irresponsibility, and it's just my opinion, and I'm not aiming it at you. I'm and, just saying in general, it smacks right. of irresponsibility to say that. Because this happened, uh, it's like trying to justify the 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 the, the, the ends with the beginning. And it's not it's not fair to a relationship to say, okay, I'm happy that happened because that opened opened my eyes to something else. My thing about relationships, like Henry said, it's supposed to be sacred. <laughs> We're supposed to do whatever whatever it is to try to safeguard. Build boundaries, build whatever around your relationship to make sure that thing flourishes and it grows. But when you open those doors, oh, just because you, when you open a door, just because something happens subsequent to you opening a door doesn't mean that that thing was going to happen anyway. It possibly just did happen because you opened the door. So we no. have to take that into consideration, and and I and I can agree to disagree. But my 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 perspective on this situation is that when we enter in something, this is an agreement between two people. So if we decide right. that okay, we can bring John in the bedroom, we can get it on, and we can resume business, then then that's our understanding, that's our agreement. And I feel like that is definitely a feasible thought. You look at polygamists out here that are that are. On, Ranches and plantations, et cetera, that are doing extremely well with large blended families. So, I mean, you can't necessarily say that bringing somebody into your bedroom would necessarily be the demise of your relationship. I feel like if somebody was was brought into your relationship and your relationship died contingent upon that person being brought into your then relationship, it was nothing. somebody had those thoughts and issues. Correct. I also, and this is my whole thing and my whole mindset behind the thing is that. When you in that relationship, your foundation should be so strong to where you should be able to communicate. If we're communicating and we're doing this and we're doing that, then that, to me, there's no reason for you to go beyond that point and do anything more. If we didn't already had this discussion, I, I lift an open flow of communication to where we can talk to each other, we can get everything out, and we can have everything understood. 
I mean, that's just my point. Yeah, I, but, but I, I, my I, thing is for for it to be a relationship. What my thing is this. My thing is this. I understand communicating and making sure that we have an open line of communication. But at what point does it stop? Because if, if this is my thing, if you keep open, if you open Pandora's box and you say, okay, I'm coming to you, Micah, and Micah, I'm just using us for an example. Example, Micah, I'm coming to you because I want to do this. This is something I want to do, and because you're my partner and you want to please me and it's not anything harmful to us, it's not anything that's going to cause us any harm or danger, you 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 agree or you approve it. And then you come to me with something and then we just, it goes on and on and on. At what point do you say that this is a sacred relationship? At what point do you say that relationships are about trust, building this monogamy between the two of us? At what point did we take monogamy yeah. out of relationships, true relationships? Sex is just an entity. Okay. In a okay. Relationship. okay. Okay. It doesn't okay. determine the whole 100% of the relationship. It's a part of it, but it doesn't. It doesn't control right. the heart to heart or how you feel about each other. The the chemistry. It doesn't control. That's just what you do in your bedroom on the time when you need a nut. That has nothing to do with how you manage your everyday life. It's no, but we're not. Not, we're not even. We're not even discussing. We're not discussing anything outside the bedroom. We're we're, we're talking about the bedroom only right now. When we, we're talking about sex, and, and I think sex is such an important. It is such a sacred, important compartment of 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 a relationship. And I think we we we've taken it. We've taken it. We've twisted to our own liking, and we basically have made it to it. You know, anybody can have it. Any way that they want that that they want it, and that's what screws up when uh, partner A and B are together, and partner C and D are together, and then it doesn't work out between A and B, and then it doesn't work out between C and D, and then A and D get together. The reason why they're having trust issues and and all of these things, even though they're talking initially about it, the reason why they can't is because we've taken relationship and monogamy with partner A and B, and we've totally turned it into something, I guess, to our liking. Okay, so why do you have to do everything traditional? But I'm saying there are certain things, there are certain, regardless of what, there are certain components of a relationship that we should not change. Monogamy is one of the things. That's so, all. So, so, that's so, let, so let, me, let me allow Trey to get in because I did hear him earlier. Um, so I want Trey to, to come in and say something. And then I want to say something which is not deep whatsoever. And two, well, you know what? I was going to address somebody that hit me up on Facebook, but I'm not going to do it. So because I said I was going to entertain it. So I, I want Trey to go ahead and say what he wants, um, what he needs to say or, or, or whatever, and then I'll say something really quickly about all of that. Okay. So uh, I'll make it quick because I know you guys. We don't have oh, go ahead. Uh, as for, as far as, because I actually wanted to go back on a few things that I heard, but I I wanted to, you know, whatever. So um, in terms of uh, how important sex is in a relationship, um, to me, the older a relationship is, the less important sex becomes. Um, mm-hmm. I think that a lot of the time we forget that we are men, and for two men to have intercourse with each other, it takes a lot of preparation for us. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. have to, you know, we got to flee. We got to, you know, we can't eat. We got to, you know, got to <laughs> move, get all over your sheets. You know, you have a lot of issues and a lot of things that sometimes when you are in a relationship with somebody, meaning a committed relationship and it's long term, that kind of makes the sex less enjoyable. Meaning, okay, you know, my man want to take me out on a nice date. 
you know, we go out to eat, but okay, but now I'm on a full stomach, so now I can't eat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of things that you got to think about when it comes to how important sex yep, is in a relationship. And to me, when you're in a relationship, sex is only a st- sex is a stimulant, period. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a relationship, you find new ways to stimulate yourself with right. that other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, sex is oftentimes, especially when you're in a relationship, a way to feel closer to somebody. And realistically, even when people aren't in a relationship, they still use sex as a way to feel close to somebody because they're lonely. Gay men are not hoes. Gay men are typically lonely, which is why they have sex so often. Mm-hmm. It's more of a problem that they have not dealt with. Like, so like. whenever whenever we, you know, we get into these committed relationships with people and, you know, the idea is that, okay, because we're not having sex as much anymore, we don't love each other anymore, or, or we're, you know what I'm saying, our relationship is falling off, and that's just not the truth. We just have not found something that is going to stimulate us in a new way because now the sex is becoming a job. It's becoming, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh-huh. And you have to really think about that once you get into a long-term relationship. So that's my whole, you know, thing on that, you know, is that you just have to find something else to do. Me personally, in my last relationship, I mean, me and my ex, we kind of stopped having, like, you know, anal intercourse a long time. Like, we didn't quit that shit because, I mean, it was just, it became a job. Right. <laughs> you know? But we started doing other things. I mean, we actually started actually going to therapy, going to therapy sessions together, crying together. Um, you know, Jack and oh, we used to do that a lot. Jacking off together, watching porn together, uh, mm. all of that stuff. I mean, those were all other things that we used to do that just was like we enjoyed that way more than the actual, you know, anal side of having sex. So um, that's my take on that. Now, when it comes to this whole thing about a third person in the bedroom, I completely support it. I think that anybody who is in a relationship, you should definitely experience a threesome with your lover. I think mm. that one is going to build a closer bond with you and that mm. person. But I think, you, to establish, I think that you need to establish rules. Number one, I would never have a threesome with my lover with, in, in my same city with these queens that I see in the club and all that. No fucking ma'am. I would never. I would never give the girls access to my man like that. So no. But what I will do is, you know, and I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a seasoned man. You know, I've had my days of, of jacked and, and, and hookup sites and all that shit like that. So I know how to go online and filter out who the queens I'm gonna see in the club and who's just a little boy that's curious that's getting online that I can go and have and take advantage of and have a threesome with my man and send him by this way and never hear from him again. I know how to do that. Everybody's not that skilled and trained. So if you're not that skilled and trained, then what I would suggest is go to a random city. Go to Tuscaloosa, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, and find you a random date, and you have a threesome with your man. I think that that is something that everybody should do, everybody should experience. Now, uh, I forgot who said that uh, something about monogamy and that sex is supposed to be sacred, and this is not. Oh, that was Del Rio. Del Rio. (laughs) Okay, Del Rio. So I completely understand where you're coming from with that. And, I mean, in a perfect world, we want to believe that. But, see, that's the attitude that gets people cheated on. That's the kind of attitude right. that, you know, that you get your, you know, your, your heart broken. So yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> I'm laughing because the person I'm dating right now is texting me like, oh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so, El, when it comes to uh, sex being sacred and all of that stuff, um, I just don't I, – I, I understand why you say that, but I think that – you know, we have to stop looking at sex as the um, the ring. Sex is not the ring. You know what I'm saying? Sex is only a stimulant that a lot of times people just use to either one to get off or to you know kind of you know blanket this whole thing of, of them being lonely. 
And when you are in a relationship with somebody, sex a lot of the time becomes a job, especially for the person that's the bottom. I sympathize for the bottoms in a lot of relationships because, I mean, you really have to, like, not eat sometimes. You got to know your body in certain kind of ways. Even for the top, I mean, you got nice sheets and, and all that on your bed. That lube, especially that uh, what's that uh, silicone lube, that shit get everywhere. Mess up your sheets and you got to go wash and clean up. That shit get a mess. It is so much easier sometimes to find some bottom who wants to do it and go do it, and then you and your man go about your business. So, yeah. So, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I got a lot I can say on this subject. I, I, I think I think um, <laughs> when it comes to these the threesomes and all of that, um, <laughs> some people are just not honest, you know, when when they're going into these relationships, these newfound relationships. Um, they're not just having a conversation, you know, because my thing is, how are you? And I know we had this conversation before. There is no way that you can just turn that high sexual appetite or that freaking you off. There's not not when, you know, months prior or years prior to your relationship, you was at sex parties, you was having orgies, you was having your own little parties at the house, you was in and out with, you know, it's really, I think it's really hard to just stop it just like that. So so somewhere, now you may stop it for a little bit, but somewhere deep down inside, you still have that insatiable appetite or that sexual appetite to have that third person in your bedroom or whatever the case may be. So my thing is, well, why not have the conversation in the beginning? Do you guys think that it's, it's you think that may run run the person away or scare the person away if you have the conversation about you know I, I I've been you know I've experienced or have been in relationships or I've experienced having threesomes you know as a single man or whatever case be or my past relationship is that something that you you know later not right now but later on down the line that you could be you know interested in or want to take part in do you think that's a bad thing to do right out the gate when you're actually having this expectation conversation with your new new boyfriend? But sometimes you don't have the appetite. I mean, my first relationship, when I went into it, I was really naive. Um, I was in that relationship for almost four years where when I went into it, I was really holistic. I want this monogamous relationship with the Cinderella fairy tale ending. But as I went through that relationship and went through changes and got to learn myself, then there was something that I did or I was interested in experiencing, and that's something that we did explore. So you don't necessarily have that expectation or perception initially going into that agreement. So you so you don't think the freak is not always going to be a freak? I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the man is that, that's a freak. Maybe you weren't a freak, Amarion. You know, uh, during during those times, I'm talking about the person that yes, they have they have may have hung up their their horn shoes. You know, not their relationship or whatever. But they still have that thing to where they want to experience having those, you know, threesomes or you know, some other little type of parties with their with their lover. I mean, do you do you think they still should have that? Because I, I I can't for nothing in me believe that somebody that has been doing that constantly can turn. Now they possibly can, but I don't believe that they can just turn it off if that's something that they've been always doing and that's something that they that they enjoy. But a saying that stands true and will always stand true, you can't turn the hole into a housewife. To me, that's always going to be applicable. If somebody has these desires and wants, you can try to tie this person down or beg this person to be in a relationship with you. But if they still have their appetite, then either you're going to come to the understanding that this is what we're going to do or you're going to find somebody that's more suitable for you. Okay, anybody else? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, because, wait, but, wait, but, wait, but wait, 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 wait. So because a person <laughs> likes to have sex and they are openly – Admitting and honest that I like to have sex, that makes them a hoe. 
Because I thought I mean, Ho was a person that we define as a person that lying about, you know what I'm saying, doing, you know, the, the girl that got a man, she's not honest with her man, she's sleeping with this dude on the slide, then sleeping with this dude on the side, she committing to this, that's, to me, that's what you define a hoe as. If you're honest but and open about what you like to do sexually, and you're having honest conversations with these people about what it is that you want to do sexually, how does that make you a hoe? That makes you very honest to me. But what he explained was, was that John wants to fuck Billy, Joe, whoever else, you know what I'm saying? And if you not on the side, but you know the the scenario is, hey, you know I dipped and dabbed, and this is the scenario now. I dipped and dabbed and <laughs> been in, been in um, threesomes, and, and and I like that. That's something that occasionally I like to do. It gets me off. I love the you know the adrenaline rush, all of that good stuff. I love the two bodies with my body up against me. I like all of that good stuff. So now because I like it. You know, it's something that I've enjoyed quite often along my years of dating and, and just having sex. So now I'm in this relationship. Now I'm in this relationship. You said what is what? What is the frequency of this dibbling and dabbling? Now see, now see, now see, I think you're taking it a little bit too far. All, all, all I'm saying is <laughs> that this is, this, is, this is an appetite that you have. This is something that you like to do. Now, you may only do it once, so since you want to be that minuscule. So now I'll say we do it, I do it three times a year where I want to have a threesome. I, you know, I just get that inkling and I just want to have it or whatever. So I know now I'm in a relationship. And I love to have sex, and the sex is great with my lover and love, all kinds of stuff like that. But I just want to be honest, you know, and say, look, you know, it may it may never come, but it may be it may come a time where I may want to I may want to do that, but I want to do that with my lover. As Trey said, he he thinks that everybody should try it. So my thing is, do you think that that my question is rather, do you think Amarion that's a bad thing for someone to come up to you? And you guys, now mind you, you've been dating, you you did all your five steps. Or whatever those steps were, you're dating, you're in a healthy commitment, and now your friend says, or your your man says, hey, babe, you know, I, this is what I like. So I don't know, it may happen. You know, it, in the event that it's I get that tendency to me, huh? Corey, I said it's horish at the end of the day, and mm-hmm. and and I'm talking as a a person who is coming out of being that way. Mm-hmm. I was that way for a long time. That is horish. Tendencies. I don't care if you're in a relationship or you're single. A person who who is a, a person who has sex, and, and we can we can sit here and try to parse the definition <clears throat> of what a whore is to try to make it fit whatever we want it to fit. A whore is somebody who just goes around having sex with different people. Bottom line. So if you're in a relationship or if you're not, if I'm in a committed relationship with with Micah and I and we're having threesomes, we're we're doing whorish things. No, no, absolutely not. It is. It's horrid. No, no. It's horrid. That that couldn't be so far from like a – I mean, I understand that you want to take a conservative view on these kind of topics. I'm not a conservative (laughs) at Trey. Trey, you keep keep, – y'all keep – wait, hold on. Y'all keep keep trying to label me as a conservative. I'm not. Everybody, everybody, everybody Nobody on this line labels you conservative. The ones that label you conservative are the ones that's on Facebook. Those are the ones labeling you as conservative. Let me say this. Let Lord. me say this. I think that sex is sex can be for some people a medical condition. It can be an addiction. Just mm-hmm. can be. So mm-hmm. if because that person addicted to sex, they're a whore. Mm. Mm. Okay, there we are. So wait, wait, wait. Let me push I mean, back. Hold on. Let me push back. So is any addiction? Is any addiction? Is any addiction okay? 
let's let's be honest. Let's just be honest since we want we want to be technical. Is any addiction okay? Addictions are Well, let's also well no, but let's let's also let's We want to do we want to debate with respect and not disrespect. Remember that guys. Okay, go ahead, Dario. No, no, he's he's talking. I'm listening. Okay, go ahead. Okay, whoever was I was going to say that we should then, if you want to take it to that point, you should then define what an addiction is and what's problematic. Because, I mean, what if you have an addiction to candy? People have addiction to fried chicken. You can have an addiction yeah. to pageantry, a ballroom. But mm-hmm. is that really Absolutely. unhealthy? And, and too, I'm not saying it's wrong, but we, we know that too much of anything is not good for us. We, we know that. That's just a, well, I mean, it's a thing. common knowledge. So, yeah. Right, but does that make you a hoe? Yeah, no, if, 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 I, I don't think it makes you a hoe. I don't. But but, but listen, but you just gave you gave a definition of a whore, and then I gave a definition of a whore. So if I if, think if if, I if anybody gets if, if, if well maybe someone did someone online gave a definition of whore, and I'm just saying that if we if, if every time if every time we 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 uh, come to this consensus or we look back and say okay that was. It, because that was the traditional way of doing things or the conservative way of doing things, uh, and we've moved to this this new century or this new time that we shouldn't stick to those things, there, there's going to always be continuous movement, and we're never going to be able to have boundaries. Someone spoke of putting a, putting uh, boundaries, uh, even if you're doing threesomes, then uh, talking and having boundaries. I promise you. But, but that's what there's but that's not going to be is. any boundaries there. If we if we stuck to the theory that you're saying, we would all still be slaves. Life is mm-hmm. evolution. Life is about finding things out that you know, discovering things, asking questions, and pushing what people say is the, as, as are the limits. Pushing the limits and finding new ways of doing things. So uh, yeah, I, I I disagree. Actually, I believe that that is exactly what evolution is, and for us to evolve as humans, as people, as African-Americans, as LGBTQ, as all of those things, we have to answer these questions honestly, and we have to push back. When somebody tries to push an idea that, okay, the things that we like to do are wrong or the things mm-hmm. that we like to do are hoish or whatever the case you may want to label it, you have to then say, well, why? Why, why does that make me a whore? Because, you know, why is it okay for this person to have an addiction to this and everybody thinks it's cute and it's okay, okay. but for me to like to do – well, I'm just I'm, – I'm using the word addiction only because y'all – I don't believe in that word. Correct. But, um, you know, when it comes to some, – someone made a statement that it could, be men, it could be a mental issue. And all of those things to me can apply, but, again, if all of those things can apply and we can all understand all those things, then why is it so hard to understand how a person can feel the way that they feel and it not be – but see, you just like just like you you guys kind of view a, a lot of my things, and maybe you didn't say the words. So let, let me not say that you said the words. <laughs> you guys view a lot of what I say as archaic <laughs> and just old and, and whatever. I view a lot of what you guys uh, you know say as just like uh, it, it, like total you know progressive uh, you know like new age uh, type uh, thinking. And we we're just in two different worlds. We just live in two different worlds. Now I never said it was wrong for you to do it. I was giving my opinion about me and what I believe about it. Like I just don't believe that. I, I mean, I just totally believe that a relationship. One of the components of a relationship is monogamy. That's just my opinion. And and and, and, and I'm not gonna stray. I'm not gonna stray away from that just because I have an insatiable desire to have sex. 
Okay. I need to curb that desire. I need to discipline myself enough to be in a relationship with someone and have a partnership with that person and not feel like I have to bring someone in to fulfill things that that person and I should be able to fulfill with one another. That's just my well, opinion. That's not necessarily a requirement, though. I mean, I really feel like it, it, it goes down to communication between two individuals. If this is something that we communicate, communicate, and these are our quote-unquote boundaries, which I don't even feel that it should be boundaries in a relationship. It should just be understanding and communication because we're not training animals. We, we are dealing with two individuals that should be able to, to come to some level of compromise. So in a relationship, I, I don't want to play, okay, well, we can't bring somebody into our relationship. That may be your expectation, but if I bring it to the table that I want to bring somebody to the in our relationship and it's something that I'm adamant about, let's come to some common ground. If we can't do it, hell, let's bring a tour, whatever the case may be, in order to, to feel this desire that I have. So right. that's the question. And, 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 what if what if that person doesn't agree? Okay, so, what if that person doesn't so wait, approve Del, it? Del then Rio, what? Del Rio, I have a question for you, Del Rio. I have a serious question. When it okay. comes to relationships, do you believe? And, 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 I, and I'm going to say this, just really quickly, guys. We have eight minutes left, so really we only have about a good five because I do have a closing that's going to play. And just so you know, this is only part one. I'm going to have to bring every guy that's on this line back because we have a lot of shit that we have to talk about. So I just want to put that out there. Now go, now go ahead, Trey. Okay. When it comes to relationships, do you believe that two individuals have to balance each other out? Do you believe that uh, where one person is weak, the other person should be strong? I do. Okay. So let's just say, using your theory, that this is sex is an addiction and this isn't that. So if you fall in love with a person, he later then tells you that, you know what, or even if he doesn't tell you, but you find out because he's trying to push the limits on what you guys can do sexually, and you then, you then assess this as this is my man's weakness. So then in a way, would you now then apply yourself as his strength and figure out a way to kind of help him deal with that weakness, meaning um, either give in and, you know, and kind of meet him halfway, meaning, okay, baby, we can't, you know, have threesomes every day, but maybe once or twice a year when we go to Pride or when we go to Sizzle or we go to Mm -hmm. Atlanta Pride, you know, whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. we can try and, you know, this is like a treat for you. Or then would you try to, you know, maybe go into like a therapy session with him and talk about it with a, a third person to kind of try to help sway his mind to believe what you believe? Like, what would be your position in that? I, I'll take oh, the latter of the him. two. I, I, I'll take, I'm, I'm never going to just dump him. Like, I've learned through through uh, failed relationships and failed going through a failed, you know, dating process not to dump people for, for stuff like that, just, you know, to work with them. But I'm I'm definitely not going to cave or uh, compromise with the threesome thing. I'm just not, not inside of a relationship. I, if, 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 if traditional is, you know, where I fall in this, in this, this spectrum, then I'll take that. I'll own that because I'm not going to compromise when it comes to threesomes and monogamy. I'm not. That's something I'm not compromising with in a relationship. And somebody earlier, somebody said something about um, you can't put boundaries in a relationship, but you can compromise. With compromise, there still comes boundaries because how far will you go with this compromise? You still have to right. set a limit. So that's an invalid statement because you still have to have a boundary. You have to know what lines to not cross to meet that person at least halfway or however much percentage that you want to meet that person. But you'll never be at a point where you can, can place where you can place full boundaries on an individual. So why go into a situation? Not full boundaries. A compromise is a compromise, but a boundary is still there. There is some barrier that you agreed on, but you didn't go into the situation saying, "Hey, I'm a top. I'm only a top. 
We're not having a threesome. Um, I, I like to eat chicken on Wednesdays. You're going to cook chicken on Wednesdays. Those are defined boundaries that you go into a relationship. I feel like you shouldn't go into a relationship having set boundaries. You should be able to come into this agreement together because you're in, you're inevitably going to have to compromise with somebody. But the compromise, the compromise, the compromise is a boundary. That's what I think. That's what Henry is saying. Yeah, that's what he agreed boundary. Agreed boundary and an agreed boundary. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and again, it's 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 going it's going back to my bathroom um, thought. You know, excuse me, expectation conversation. And when I thought about that really quickly, and then we'll wrap up, and then God, everybody, you know, I'm going to get with my guys. I'm going to see what the best time is available for them um, so, therefore, we can have part two because there's a lot more stuff that we need to talk about, and I love the group that we have, again. so And then I'll also allow you guys to really call in and ask questions and have scenarios so, they, therefore, they can kind of um, build their topic of questions, you know, and conversation around what you ask. Um, so I definitely want you guys, and I thank you guys for listening, but the expectation conversation um, it's not so much doing the – when I thought about that, I didn't think about just putting boundaries out there saying, okay, I don't do this, I don't do that, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, blah, blah, blah. But I think for me, this is just for me, what I, where, what I failed at, and, I'm, and I can admit that, is that I'm a go-with-the-flow type person when it comes to my life. People know that in a minute I'll say, oh, I'm going to New York this weekend, or I'm going to Atlanta or wherever. You know, I'm a go-with-the-flow type person. But when it comes down to my relationship, you know, I – I, I took that and I uh, and that transcended over into my relationship to where I just went with the flow. And I feel like um, my my thing and what I think some other people that I know personally should do, and they're they're, they're not on this line, but just have those expect excuse me expectation conversations. Tell your boyfriend, tell your lover, whatever going in, this is what you expect of them. Not necessarily putting boundaries on the type of person that they are, because you you fell in love or you love the person who, who who you know who sits right in front of you. But have that conversation about what you like, you know, what do you expect for the both of you guys, what do you see happening, you know, because what happens is it alleviates again, like I said earlier, a lot of those hills and hurdles and valleys and stuff like that that you're already going to face. Period. Because as Trey said, it's it's man and man type situation. So you're going to you're going to come. Um, you're, you're going to say some things. So I think people just need to have more of those um, those conversations head on or the start of. I have to end it now. Um, I, I do want my listening audience to please stay on the line for our closing. My guys stay on the line for the closing as well, and then, you know, we'll reconvene um, where we need to reconvene at. And um, so you guys stay tuned because we will be back preferably or, you know, I prefer that we meet back next week so we can have some more conversation, and I'm sure the guys have a lot more that they want to talk about. So just hold the line for me, guys, and just listen to the closing. Girl, I'm in love with you. This ain't the honeymoon. Past the infatuation phase. Right in the thick of love. At times we get sick of love. It seems like we argue every day. I know I've misbehaved and you've made your mistakes And we both still got room left to grow I know love sometimes hurts But I put you first and we'll make this thing work But I think we should take it slow We're just ordinary people 
Well, that's actually it for tonight's show, Candid Conversations. I really hope that all of you enjoyed tonight's show. And honestly, it's just the start of the new series within the Talk With Mike and Friends radio show. So, of course, in Season 3, there will be more. I want to thank each of my guys as well as my co-hosts on tonight for joining in on the conversation and honestly just keeping it real when presented the various topics for tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of my supporters as well as my listening audience because if it were not for you, there would be no talk with Micah and friends. So, again, thank you. Remember to subscribe and to follow us on HipCast.com, iTunes, as well as BlogTalkRadio.com. Now, as you know, we end each episode with a quote of the week. So here's this week's quote. Most of our problems are because we act without thinking or we keep thinking without acting. Again, most of our problems are because we act without thinking or we keep thinking without acting. I'm going to let that marinate, and until next time, everyone be blessed. We rise and we fall, and we feel just like walking away. As our love advances, we take second chances, though it's not a fantasy, I still want you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.